What is up, everybody? It is the Across the Nation Station podcast. Uh, once again, I'm Nate. Got my co-host, Mr. Andrew. I'm here. I don't know why I put Mr. in front of his name, but he's Mr. Andrew now. Because I'm a Mr. Damn it. Fair. Okay. He identifies as a Mr. Um, we got. I mean, I identify as a as a rolled tortilla. So that's fair. Uh, we don't really have like a themed podcast today. We just got some things to talk about, you know, things been going on, new games, movies, shows, you know, normal stuff, but nothing, you know, specific. So uh, we'll just get going and get moving uh, once we roll the intro song. Um, do you want to say anything before I roll the intro song, Andrew? Pickles. With that, Pickles, here we go. So, um, one thing I did not mention that I did put in the list of things to talk about, Andrew, I don't know if you're reading here, is the Velma TV show. Have you heard about the travesty yeah, no, I, um, uh, train wreck of this show? I watched a video where the person was giving a review, like Velma was in the corner, but of course it was cut to hell so they don't get, you know, fined or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were giving like a little review thing on it, and I was watching it, and the whole time I'm just like, "Why is this being made? Why is this being made? Why was this ever made? How is this okayed the way they did this?" Yeah, it, so I have watched it. So I'm sorry. Um, I, I just I was hearing all this negative stuff. And I'm gonna be honest; a lot of the negative stuff seemed like people just being racist and horrible. So I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna watch it, mm-hmm. find out if it's just people being terrible or if it's actually like." legitimate issues the show is terrible um it is untasteful uh they make a lot of really bad like backhanded jokes that just don't land like they're supposed to be funny but they're just not like as as of 46 minutes ago it is rated the worst tv show on hbo max ever yeah oh sorry the worst animated we should say that animated but either way just it's just getting reviewed bombed terrible like the jokes are tasteless the changes they made i don't think were for the better like it's supposed to be an adult scooby-doo show basically but they took scooby-doo out completely yeah Uh, it's about the mystery inc but scooby-doo who's arguably the best character they just took out completely which doesn't make any sense to me because there's a lot of adult shows with dogs or aliens or i don't know talking things that aren't normally talking so I don't understand why, because it's an adult show, that means they have to take Scooby-Doo out. Um, that didn't work well. Uh, they made Shaggy black, which really, that's not the issue. It's that they made him uh, stereotypically black, is the best yeah. way for me to put it. Um, so it becomes offensive, right? So it's just, there's, there's stuff that they did that for the show that making fun of the races of the characters and I don't know, like the concept, Mindy Kaling's a great actor. 
So the idea of having her on an animated show you would think would work just by having her alone. But then they made all these changes to the show to make it more adult, in quotes, which really just ruined so, the Mystery Inc. for me. Here's, here's a little excerpt from this article I'm re- I have up right now. For example, Velma tries to modernize the characters of, from the Scooby-Doo universe by making them more cynical, more sexual, and more self-centered. Velma herself is an odd, revengeful, for some reason, high school outcast who hates the cool kids and may be driven her mother to leave her family. Velma was never any of that. No. Velma was just a quirky girl who cared about her friends and solving arguably, shit. Arguably nerdy, but that's fine. Yeah. And guess what? People liked that. Velma was the secret hot one, okay? Like, there was no, mm-hmm. there was no issues with her being how she was. The changes they made, they turned it, like, teen angsty, which makes no sense because it's an adult show. And why are they in high school? Like, why don't we do adult Scooby-Doo characters? Because it's an adult show. Who wants to watch high schoolers be teen angsty? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's a lot of decisions they made that didn't, that just, it's unfortunate. I was actually kind of excited for the show. Um, just because I really love the Mystery Inc. and all that stuff. And I was okay with them not having Scooby-Doo. I knew they weren't going to. If it was done right. They just, yeah. It sucks they botched it really bad. It's clear they're yeah. not getting another season. I'm sure it's canceled already. They just haven't announced it yet, but I'm sure. Yeah, it's, and it, it sucks because you have two shows that were both looked out, like highly anticipated. Velma, Last of Us. Obviously, Last of Us did good. Velma could have done good, and they took a hard turn into yeah. something that shouldn't have been. And, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, like even just reading this article about it, I'm just like, why? I from what I've seen too, um, mean Mindy Kaling hasn't made any, you know, posts about it or anything, but she really should, and I hope she does. And I I'm interested to see if she agreed with what the show did or if she's gonna say she was fighting for it to be different. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm very interested to see because I normally think Mindy Kaling's very funny and her comedy is really funny. So I was just surprised by this show. Um, for and sure, I'm, I'm not going to read this um, little excerpt from this article. It's another one, but basically they're saying that since she is a South Asian person, she has all this pressure to represent her ever her uh, culture and everything. And it's like, dude, n- no, she doesn't. Like you can write a show and not be forced or feel like you're forced to represent your ethnic background or culture. You can write a show however the fuck you want, but if you're writing it on those principles and saying, oh, well, this person is just going to get all of this hate because of who she is. No, it, it's just a bad show. <laughs> oh, and what's interesting, and I'm going to try to phrase this without sounding terrible because I don't want to get canceled. Uh, is she says she wants to represent her culture, but then she distastefully represents it, mm-hmm. which you would think is countering the point of what she's trying to do. So it's just very interesting that, like, she says she feels pressure to show her culture or whatever, but then she represents well, no, her she, culture she doesn't badly. Say that it's just that's what this one person whoever wrote this article or whoever said this is that 
that's how they they look at it but it's like no that's i mean nobody's looking at it like that if everybody's coming off looking at it like that then maybe don't look at it as a race issue look at it as it's bad writing it's a bad show they've written the characters bad right and if you take race out of it you have velma who wants the attention of freddie because he's a hot guy and a cool guy or whatever it's like you can take out all race and it's still a bad writing everything right the races of characters don't matter if you could switch the races of everybody the writing is still very bad (laughs) yeah and yeah not making shaggy shaggy is weird i mean you can call him norville norville because that's his name but everybody just calls him shaggy that's fine but making him a stereotypical character is kind of fucked up yeah yeah, because he's not supposed to be. But yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm. It sucks. That's why I titled it Velma Travesty on our notes because it's it's a travesty. It's it sucks. But yeah. um, but we're gonna move on to something a little bit better. Uh, for Spoken, the game came out. Oh, I, I was gonna stick with the um. We'll hit the games last and go with the movies first. Oh, I was just going in the order of the notes I had written down. Ah. No, I think we can leave Forspoken because that's another uh, thing that I'll talk about. Okay. I'll, I'll just throw this in there quickly. Um, the movie, it's on Paramount+. Plus. I've watched it. It's called Devotion. It's based on a true story of two pilots back in the Korean War. I don't want to spoil anything, but I thought it was really good. It's It, it, it does deal with race. It does deal with hatred from other people it's like a um old-fashioned military movie basically and there's some parts in there that i didn't get why they had to show and i still don't get it if you watch it i I think you'll figure out what parts it is i I don't want to spoil anything but i thought it was a great movie it's worth the watch even if you want to just do a free trial for paramount plus just to watch this movie i suggest you go do that and then just go watch top gun after that because they're both Top Guns are on Paramount right now. <laughs> That's cool, actually. Yeah, I need to watch the second Top Gun. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I didn't see it when it was in theaters. It's good. Um, and now that it's on Paramount, I'll probably watch the first one first, just to like you know remember. Yeah, and then go to the second one. Now, just but... remember, if you watch the first Top Gun, it's an older movie. There's some shit in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's all those movies. Um. Yeah. That's like watching Weird Science and going, well, what the fuck? But like, yeah, no, Weird Science was in a different place. Okay, so now okay. we'll we'll switch more towards the gaming side of things. Um, yes, on to Forspoken. No, 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 we're, gonna, we're not going to do that. Hang on first. I want to okay. know about Creator Clashing. What, are you, what is this Creator okay. Clash oh, thing? Creator Clash. About? Yes, Creator Clash. I forgot this happened last year. You get a whole bunch of creators, content creators from YouTube or wherever, and you put them in boxing matches for charity. So they go through training. They go through everything they would do for a for an amateur bout. And they just beat the crap out of each other for charity. And they, I guess they have 20,000 people live to watch it happen and they stream it. And I forgot it was a thing. So this year, a couple different creators that I do follow are in it, which is cool. And it's like, oh, they actually go through training and shit. That that's really fucking cool. So, content create or creator clash two is this year. Um, it's announced for April twenty twenty three. Cool. 
Yeah, I think I heard about Creator Cut. I didn't realize it was like a thing they put out like live, and I didn't realize they were trained. I thought they were literally just like people who don't really know how to fight putting in a ring together, which I think would be arguably more funny. Because <laughs> I don't know if you watch people who don't know how to fight try to fight. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah, it's like so, watching two little kids try to fight. Yeah, so arguably I thought it would be more funny if they weren't trained. But it's quite interesting that they train them first to get them. Well, I mean, if you, if, you don't, if you don't have any kind of training for something like boxing, you're going to hurt yourself more than anything because you're, you don't know how to throw a punch correctly. You can break your wrist if you do it wrong. I mean, you, if yeah, you don't okay. have the proper workout regimen to keep your body in check not be fit or anything but just to keep your body in check you're gonna hurt yourself so going through at least just like a you know one week training every month until this thing happens that's gonna help out a lot just to keep yourself in check and not hurt yourself not you know not even hurt whoever your opponent is by throwing a wrong punch and catching them in the nose and breaking that shit you know it's just it helps that's fair and we're safe yeah but yeah, Taunting Creator Clash, that's coming. Last year, um, Aaron Hansen from Game Grumps was in it, which is cool. And I think he's in it this year, too. Cool. And I think the idea spawned from when What's-His-Face, um, the guy who was in that forest and, like, filmed the suicide, like, he filmed somebody hanging from a tree and released it because he's a fucking dumbass. But that guy who became a boxer, I think that's where the idea maybe spawned from because he was a content creator and now he's like a full time MMA boxer guy. Mm-hmm. Something, Jake something. I don't fucking know. I don't care about that guy. You talking about Jake Paul? That one. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's like calling out like real fighters and like pissing them off to get them to fight him. And his last fight was like a pretty big deal. And the fact that he won, people think that it's all rigged. Um, for the yeah. record, I don't think that it is. I actually do think that he's been putting in the work to learn because now he has this like image to, you know, uphold. So I don't yeah. think it is being rigged. I think he actually is training and becoming a good fighter. Um, he's still a complete and utter douche, but you know, yeah, <laughs> like nobody's going to forget what he's done. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, cool. Yeah. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out on that. That'll be fun. Um, now, what you, the, what you guys have been waiting for, because we've mentioned it several times and then skipped it, uh, Forspoken. Uh, <laughs> yes. This game just came out this month, like it, early this month, right? It was pretty early. Yeah, for um, PS5. I have not seen anybody playing it, weirdly enough. Like, I haven't even seen YouTube videos on it. So I forgot that it can, even came out. So either it's not that great or people are just not talking about it. So... I know, Andrew, so, you've seen gameplay of it, like at least the first hour. I've seen multiple, yeah, I've seen multiple gameplay of it. Okay. Um, I'm going to oh. hit up one of the guys I follow uh, first because he does parts, so I'm going to follow him for follow him A to B or A to Z throughout the entire game. Sure. Um, from what I've seen, because he, he does, it's, um, if you go follow Rad Brad or even watch something on his YouTube, he doesn't cut anything really from the game. He will play entire cutscenes. He doesn't skip anything. He doesn't talk through it. He lets the game happen. Talks in down points like, oh, I'm just walking around and exploring before something big happens. Okay, cool. I'm going to get my, you know, what I got to say out right here. And then when something happens, I'm just going to play. Okay. And it's really nice because it's kind of like you're, you're 
there in like the room with him and you're both enjoying the game type of thing. Right, you get to experience um, it. Yeah. Yeah. From the gameplay, from what I've seen. That's how it, I do play ga- gameplays, by the way, guys. If you ever watch my YouTube, if I'm playing a game, that's exactly how I do it too. But anyway, keep going. So <laughs> it starts off, you're in New York City. It looks pretty good. Like if it, if this game was called Forspoken and it was all about you being in New York City, that would have been cool. They got the the, the graphics are pretty good because it's all been PS5 gameplay that I've seen. None of it is PC. Nobody got PC review codes. Like there's nothing coming from. I only found and this was this was it's going to be now an hour and a half. Somebody uploaded this. A PC specs benchmark test. That's it. That's the only PC thing that's been released. There's no reviews from PC at all anywhere. I can't find shit. I've tried. It's all PS5, and it's all negative reviews. All of them. They all really like how... Yeah, they don't like how it runs. They don't like how the story is. They don't like that it, it, it's getting basically the same treatment Velma's getting. They don't like the okay. writing. They don't like the character they don't like the way anything is it's a big failure because forspoken started out as a uh, ps5 tech demo and now it's a full game but then nobody knew what to expect because nobody's been saying anything about it like there's been no press really on it and yeah it's a parkour fantasy game you're running around jumping off of rocks climbing buildings doing assassin creed type stuff but with more flippy agile parkour instead of just jumping over like a crate and you kind of just move fast now you can like run up against something do a flip and like dodge and attack um you start out with like three magic attacks um they're pretty basic pretty cool though watching it it's it feels like a little bit of fable was thrown in there on how fables xp runs you kill an enemy then you just get the XP and you're good. There are RPG elements. Some areas seem like they have too much color in it and some have not enough color. It's like this weird balance they have going on. So do you think the negative reviews is justified from what you've seen or do you think that they're being Mm. brutal to it for no reason? I think they're being brutal to it only based on like maybe the first one or two hours and since nobody's put out a I finished the game review I think it's a little unjust to what they're doing give it time let the game process with people and then give it a good review stop saying this writing sucks yeah she cusses she she's literally from she gets pulled from New York to a fantasy thing she sees a dragon and you know what she's wearing jeans chucks and a flannel shirt she doesn't even get her her like fantasy like clothing until later on because in the first hour you're still just in regular clothes there's a little bit of backstory where she has to give up her cat because she's a troublemaking teen who's who's on her third strike and she gives her cat to a judge and her cat's this like fat cat she calls homer because she loves fantasy books and there's a whole lore thing on that and it's like nobody's given it time it's currently sitting at a 68, I guess, overall with every review out there. It's a 68 on Metacritic. It's like, that can be more. 
Yeah, I'm looking at just guys... titles on YouTube right now. Like, I'm just, I looked up yeah. YouTube, looked up Forspoken, and it's literally like, my brutal, honest review on Forspoken. Forspoken is not good. Forspoken, what happened? Like, it yeah, seems but... like every review, even on YouTube, is just bashing the game. Like, this one yeah, is, yeah. I completed Forspoken, and why? Like, yeah. it doesn't seem like anybody... It, it yeah. seems like they're they're not taking into account the entire game. They're just rushing, probably skipping cutscenes. You know, it 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 literally just came out, right? You know, like I hear. Process. So yeah, I think that is the truth to some extent. But also, I I don't know. Like, I, it's hard for me to look at the every review being bad and not think there's something. Probably, it's probably not great. You know what I mean? Like, when you get yeah, that many bad reviews, there's no way every single person is saying the game's bad, and then it's actually really good. You know? Yeah, but then also with how algorithms work, you get enough reviews coming out that say it's bad, that's all you're going to see is nothing but bad reviews. Because that's what people are clicking on. Therefore, the algorithm changes from positive to negative, because that's what people want to see. Fair. No, I, I 100% hear that. you. I'm just saying, like, I... I just probably not the greatest game, <laughs> you know, and there's no way oh, for no. me to know without playing. Um, yeah, and that's the thing is people want everything to be a triple A title. Nobody wants something to be kind of okay to some people, really great for some other people and not okay for some other. It's like, let yeah. a game be fun. If it's fun and has some aspects that make it great and it, from the gameplay, yeah, there are beautiful environments. It's a very open world, it looks like, and everything is, like, to scale. You come out of a castle, you're not going to be, like, as tall as the door. No, you're, like, maybe a quarter of a quarter of this door you come out of. You know, you're, you, it's, it's like a to-scale thing going on. So yeah. big things are big, small things are small. So I, I think if we give it maybe a month, people can process, people can give a better insightful review instead of all just I hate, I hate, I hate. Now, here, well, those is... people also who do that, it, it, it feels like that's all they do is just bash a game. Well, this is what so, I will say, though. This is what, this is what yeah. I will say, because I was also reading some reviews. A lot of the reviews aren't really bashing, like, for bugs <clears throat> and stuff. Like, it's all, like, straight up the story, the... Mm -hmm. You know, this, that, which is nice to see, to be honest with you. A lot of times when you read a review and someone gives a game a terrible review, it's always because there's bugs, there's this, there's that. And it's like yeah. the day the game comes out. And it's like, well, obviously, they, you got to give them time to fix it. But the fact that the mm -hmm. reviews are all about the story and the game and the gameplay, not about bugs. You know what I mean? Like, that tells me that it's probably more the game than them not giving it enough time. You know, because there's a lot of people who leave reviews who have had the game for the last month because they got a review copy and they've played it for a month. And I feel like a month yeah. is enough time to really understand the story and know if the story is good or not. Yeah. I just... For the record. It really bugs me when you, when you see the, my brutal, honest opinion. It's like, if it's an honest opinion, it's not going to be brutal because if it's going to be brutal you're gonna you're gonna say negative on every single thing you're gonna say this game should never been made type of shit but if you just say honest opinion okay cool 
honest opinion. I want to hear honest, not it's brutal honest opinion on why this game sucks. I mean, just yeah, give an opinion and you're good. Agreed. When you add brutal, it just it just makes it like clickbaity to me. You know, I just want to hear honest opinions. Don't sit there and just focus on. Well, so I've watched that guy specifically, and he his video, his whole theming for his videos are my brutally brutal honest opinion on this game, brutal honest opinion. Like that's kind of his theme. Um, but I I do actually feel like his reviews are pretty brutal. Like he he's pretty aggressive about his stances on things, and I appreciate that to be honest. Uh, but I hear that's fine. That's fine. But when people are like that, I want to see them make a game. Go make a game. Unreal 4, Unreal 5, those engines teach you how to do shit. Go make a game. Go release it and watch people tear into your work. It's not easy. And people trying to put out games like Forspoken are trying to make a game that appeases to everybody, which sucks because that's also what helps tear tear the game down. If you're going to make a game, open world, adventure, fantasy, tailor it to those people. Fuck the COD players. They're not going to, you know, they're going to give it, it's, it's shitty. Where are the guns? You know, whatever. Where's the action? They want action all the time because that's all they're used to playing. Make a fantasy game a fantasy game. Make it for those people. Fuck the other people. There's enough fantasy lovers out there that'll probably make your money back triple the amount, you know? Yeah. It, it just, it sucks. Like, I, I'm still going to play it. If I'm ever able to, because I don't remember if it comes out for any of the systems, but I'll still play it because it looks fun. It, it just it looks fun, and I know I'll be one of those people who, you know, don't give a shit. Like uh, PC, the lowest setting on PC, because that's what I have up is the fucking only PC review ish type thing. The lowest setting you can go on PC to play it comfortably is 720p. That's it. And then they they upped this to the tippy top of everything, and the longest load time is like nine seconds. That's crazy. That's quick. Yeah, at uh, 102 frames, 79 frames, 74 frames, 92 frames, 119. Like I'm I'm looking at all these specs on it. It's like okay, cool. The game will you know run pretty good. That's cool. Um, they actually give you a whole bunch of. Uh, text stats on what you should be running this game on, which is nice. And then they give you what they used, which is also nice. Um, this guy can max out everything at a 4K. He doesn't even have the recommended 32 gigabytes of RAM to play it, and everything still looks amazing. So if you're all for specs and graphics, you can run it at 720p at the lowest setting, still play it comfortably, and it'll still look good. You don't have to run everything at 4K. Fuck that shit. Which is why I still play PS2 games, because I don't care about graphics that much. So, I'm off of Forspoken. Okay, Want to talk a little bit about Call of Duty. Some Call of Duty stuff, huh? Yeah. Okay. Hit me with it. So, I played a regular Warzone match, not DMZ. I played a regular Warzone match. I decided to pick up a sniper rifle and go sit on top of a building and just kind of listen to everything going on. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then I had a sniper rifle and there was a guy in front of me. So I shot him and killed him. And I went, okay, cool. I'm going out with one kill. That's pretty awesome. 
And as I'm running away to get back in the circle, I'm swimming underwater. And I watched the kill cam on this to just see what happened because the guy that killed me had nothing but Chinese lettering in it. That was it. He didn't even have a name. It was just all Chinese letters. And I was like, that's kind of funny. And I see him walking up to where I was in the water. Like, I, I'm running um, parallel to him, or not parallel, but perpendicular to him. And all of a sudden, when he aims at me, it kind of, like, locks on. I, I, he's using a red dot, and I kind of watch it lock on. And I'm like, huh. He fired four bursts at me, which killed me instantly, obviously, because you get hit with bolts, you die. But it was that little lock-on that kind of got me. I watched it just kind of click, and it was like, huh, that's neat. So I don't know if that's a feature of the game that you can have auto-aim on, or not auto-aim, but like a lock-on setting or something. I haven't looked into it. It just kind of caught me by surprise a little bit seeing that happen. So, so I know that there's like different settings for aim assist in this new Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. And some of the settings do stick pretty hard to your target. Um, there's like this whole setting you can set it to where they call it basically auto aim. Now, I've used that setting just because I wanted to see how strong it was. And there is definitely a strong click onto somebody, pretty, you know, pull, strong pull. But I wouldn't necessarily say it's as sticky as you would expect. Also, I have seen Call of Duty players who look like they're cheating, who are my friends who I know aren't cheating, who are just very, very good at, like, sticking to their target and shooting and, you know, good being good at aiming and stuff like that. So I know, yeah. what, you know, I know what you mean by sketchy, though, and he could be cheating. Um, you would have to watch him longer to find out, though. Because like, if, like, every Definitely. engagement is super sticky, then that's when you're kind of like, seriously. But if, like, just the one time he killed you happened to be pretty sticky aim, that could just be him having good aim the in that auto... situation. Yeah. yeah. But it, it just, it kind of caught me by a little bit. It's like, oh, I, yeah. you know, first thing in my head, anti-cheat software. I thought they were doing that on this and blah, blah, they blah, are. blah. They it's like, yeah. I don't, well, yeah, but it's like, I, I'm not even, I don't even play this game enough to be counted as any type of cheater. Like, I, I know I suck. Like, I was going yeah. in there, you know, looking to get off in my first couple seconds, and I actually lasted three rings on top of that building because it kept closing in where that building was. And I made the mistake of firing at a group of guys with my sniper rifle, which, guess what? When they have high-level armor, they don't die. They just know where you are. But I did take down their armor multiple times, so I think I wasted that. and wasted their armor, and that's when I started running. <laughs> yeah, I mean... But I was like, yeah, the, I caused chaos. <laughs> there could be multiple things with it. Like, the other thing you have to pay attention to is if they're on console or if they're on PC, because I know I, with PC... Um, plugging in a controller on PC, you can have aim assist, but the aim assist is still better on console. So you'll have a yeah. little stickier aim with that. Also, um, you can't really cheat on on uh, console. PC, you can. PC, it's you know, there's yeah. ways to get around it. Console, you you can't really just have cheat. Code. There's, it's not like old games where you can have cheat codes and stuff. Like you could have like monster controller that gives you like full auto on a semi automatic and stuff like that. But like having mm -hmm. Um, uh, like aimbot on a console is relatively yeah. impossible. So you kind of have to pay attention to what they're playing on too. It'll tell you like on the corner of the screen, it'll tell you if they're on mon like a computer or a console. So you got to keep track of that stuff too, because chances yeah. are, you know, if he's on console, it's just aim assist. But 
yeah and yeah but i mean i did have fun for what i did i i did one or two matches in the regular war zone went over to dmz was running away from a group of players that didn't see me like they just showed up on the map and i was like oh i'm gonna run this way and i ran into a whole bunch of high level npcs who just down like it was like four dudes on both sides of me because i ran through an alley and they were just there and they just downed me it, it was brutal <laughs> i had no self-revive nothing i was just like oh yeah fuck it i'll just quit <laughs> but it, it, it was i had a little fun it was nice um and call of duty players because they're not counting consoles in their count but Call of Duty players for PC are dropping at a rapid pace. Wait, that what's is... dropping at a rapid pace? Players. On Call of Duty? They're just not, yeah, they're, just, they're apparently not playing it as much. Yeah, so um, I, I can speak to that because I'm one of those players. Uh, so I've yeah. backed off of Call of Duty for a certain ex- to a certain extent. Um, and it has to do with the fact that they're not really bringing new content to Call of Duty. Um, yeah. They kind of like stopped updating it during the holiday season which i get like they wanted a break too but they didn't say that they were going to do that they just did it so like Mm -hmm. all these players who've been playing since day one like me i've been level max level with all of the things i want guns maxed out camo wise and stuff for two months three months so there's been and there's been no content update there's been no announcement on um changes things like that there is supposed to be a new season that comes out next month um but that was supposed to come out the early next month and then it's already been delayed a couple weeks and like from what they've announced the changes coming are not the changes people are asking for like we wanted guns rebalanced we wanted all this stuff that happening and they haven't mentioned anything about a rebalance it's all just content that makes them money basically that they've announced that they're bringing yeah i don't care about skins i don't care about all you know your new battle pass that i have to pay for i don't care about things that Mm -hmm. can bring you money i care about the things that you should just fix to make your game better and they haven't said anything about those so until they do they're gonna lose players and they're gonna keep losing players and i know the next season will bring players back but if the season updates don't change what we want they're just all gonna leave again so they're at a really bad crossroads yeah. right now where either their update comes out and it's great or their update comes out and this call, new Call of Duty dies, which is unfortunate because it was a very good game when it first came out and I had uh, huge hopes for it. Like I I thought that it was going to be one of the better Call of Duties for like the Call of Duty life cycle and the devs just kind of disappeared on it. So... Unless they really yeah. start to pick things up again, the game is going to die. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, come on, Call of Duty. I mean, I know I bash on you for being Call of Duty, but don't let Battlefield 2042 win. <laughs> well, Battlefield 2042 is growing fan base again because they like did I all know. of these overhauls and stuff. And so people who oh, did yeah. leave are actually legit coming back to it, which I'm shocked about. Oh, I didn't think they would I, ever... I do have fun on it. Uh, they fell down a deep, deep hole and somehow climbed themselves out of it. Not yet. Oh, like, yeah. they're. Okay. Don't get me wrong. They're still behind for sure, but not oh, nearly yeah. what they were like in the beginning of 2022. It, it, like, they've, they've come a long way. 
like a real long way. Yeah. The problem with Call of Duty and though I've... is a Call of Duty life cycle much shorter than a Battlefield. Battlefield, the new Battlefield that's out right now will be out for the next three years before they release a new Battlefield. Call of Duty, there's going to be a new Call of Duty within the next year probably, if not. Because they said they wanted this Call of Duty to be two years, but if it dies quickly, they'll have to release a new one. But nor Call of Duty in the past is released every single year, so you only have a short amount of time to become the best Call of Duty. So they're, they don't have the amount of time to fix themselves that Battlefield does, right? So, oh, so they got to jump on to their stuff quick. I've looked up um, supposedly what comes out with this next update, and they're introducing some things that were in the first Warzone. They're bringing ranked multiplayer into it, I guess, which doesn't... People I mean, ask for I, that. You think People that have been at, day one. Exactly. That's the thing is... Um, people have been asking for for ranked since the game released, and it should have come yeah. out with it. Um, so like they're acting like it's like a brand new thing they're bringing to the game. Like they're talking about it like it's mm -hmm. a new concept, but it's like that's been in Call of Duty for years, and you should have had it at launch. So the fact that you're using that as a reason for us to be excited is sad. Like yeah, <laughs> it just it seems like they knew what was gonna happen. Yeah. They had their plan, and they're just like, okay, we'll hold off on ranked, and then when this happens and our player base starts dropping, release ranked again, and all of a sudden, guess what? We can show our numbers are the best, because everybody's playing ranked now. It, it just seems like a, like a ploy. I don't know. It, I, I, I get why rank, ranked in every game exists, to prove that you're the best, and that you could do it, and look at me, look at my shiny, you know, medals or whatever I've earned with how much time I put into it. That's cool. Ranked can be in every game for multiplayer. I actually love the fact that they do that. I'm never going to do it because I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> like, I just want to have fun. <laughs> right. So, I probably will play a little bit more Call of Duty to get used to it again, and probably do more Warzone, not DMZ, because for some reason eh, those bots have gotten more aim bot-like, and they kind of hit you from far away with a shotgun, which makes no fucking sense. Shotgun spread. You can't hit somebody at like, you know, 400 meters with fucking birdshot. That, I mean, I can get hit by a pellet, but I'm not going to fucking die by it. Sorry, it's just physics. Physics don't allow that. Yeah, that's true. Also, I've been watching more car stuff because I like cars and I miss it. I miss being able to work on my own car without being bitched at by the apartment complex I live in. Um, but yeah, no, I've been watching more car stuff. I kind of did that for like a whole day. It was just uh, cars. Just I put on a car thing and let it go. People rebuilding stuff, doing motor swaps. Um, if you ever go watch Casey's, Casey's Garage, I believe, or Casey's Customs on YouTube, he does some pretty cool stuff. And I, I now... I'm probably going to do a lot more than that than it. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to balance my, my, um, not hobbies. Cause I'm, well, I mean, I guess it could be a hobby, but I, I want to be back into cars. I want to be able to, you know, work a, work a wrench on my car and actually feel like I'm accomplishing something with it instead of paying a guy at a shop to do something. Even though, major motor work is something I don't look forward to ever again. It just, it sucks. <laughs> it really does. 
Yeah, I mean, I am. Um, I wish I was better with cars than I am. Like I, you would think, with how many car jobs I've had working around cars, I would be great with them, but I'm not. So, you know, it, it's cars are something that you just have to be into. Um, this morning I saw a video. It was a Prius that had a swapped motor. They took it to the drag strip and it beat a Hellcat, which I thought was hilarious because, well, one, you're being beat by a Prius. Two, you're supposed to be a fast Hellcat or whatever, and you just got beat by a Prius. <laughs> that is kind of funny. Actually. I, I, when you get, if you were to get more into cars, there's a chance that you will have some hate against Dodge because they claim that their Hellcats do all this. People buy their Hellcats. They do all these tunes to them and end up fucking up their cars because of it. There's a um, Dodge owner. He's in a Charger. And I'm pretty sure it's a V6 or he has blown pistons. I'm not really sure. But he'll hammer on the gas. You'll hear the motor rev. And he doesn't go anywhere. And by anywhere, I mean we're all doing 70 miles an hour and he maybe reaches 80 miles an hour with all that noise and flaunting. He just doesn't move. <laughs> like if you have a a beefy motor and it doesn't do anything, why have the beefy motor? Maybe you should look into fixing that. <laughs> like it sounds like shit too. I've had my music turned all the way up and just I hear it over my music and I hate that car. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> Funny. So to all you Dodge people out there to listen, fucking tune your shit right. <laughs> that's, that's all I have to... I, I know I went on a weird tangent about cars, but yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so, Nate, anything else? Um. Oh, yeah. So um, I wanted to talk about... So I started playing this poker VR game that's like, it's in mm -hmm. early access. Um, and I honestly, I didn't know what to expect with it. Like I, I was, ex I wanted it to be like playing real poker because I actually love poker. The problem is, is I don't like betting real money because you poker is only so predictable. Um, you know, you can learn to count cards, which is super frowned upon and you really shouldn't do that. So, um, you know, there's things you can do to um, make it more chance of winning. But if you're actually going to play it the way it's meant to be played, the chances of winning is so unlikely, especially when you're playing against a pretty big group of people. So Poker VR came out. This Poker VR game came out on the Oculus. And I decided to download it and play it. Um, it's actually super fun. It's as close to real poker as you can get being in VR. Um, and they give you free tokens or free tokens, free money basically to gamble with. And then if you end up losing it all, which is possible, I lost it all yesterday, um, you get Oof. more back. Like every 11 hours, you get a couple thousand um, to uh, nice. tokens so that you have more to gamble with. But I was up. So I started with 5,000. I won 15,000 in a couple hours. And I stopped playing, and I came back yesterday to play some more. And I lost all 15,000. <laughs> so, like... I was feeling real good, and so I started gambling really high, and I lost it all. But the fact that I can just come back and get more tokens for free without having to pay is awesome. They do have um, a system where you can pay real money for tokens if you want, and some people, I'm sure, do. But for me, it's the fact that they made it all free, and like if I'm good enough to win more, 
I can just win more. You know what I mean? Like I have an unlimited amount of tokens I can win or money I can win as long as I'm gambling well, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so the fact that they did that and it's all free, awesome. Um, the community seems pretty cool for the most part. The problem is that since it is a it is a free poker game, you get a lot of children in there who really shouldn't be in there because they don't know how to play and they you know kids are annoying as shit. Um, kids are annoying as shit and stuff like that. Yeah. And what's really frustrating is they throw these big bets out there all the time. And like you expect them to lose, but then somehow they win and they don't even know how they won. And that's the most frustrating. I lost like 10,000 in one hand to a kid who literally bet, went all in. And I was like, there's no way he has anything. And he beat me by high card. We both had two pairs, but he also had the higher high card. So he ended up winning because of that. But, like, he didn't even know what he was looking at. Like, he was just throwing money. He even said he just randomly threw it in. He didn't even know what he was looking at. And he just won. Like, so they're just, they throw, like, token, like, money in with no regard to it because they get it for free. So they don't care. And they don't actually know what they're doing. And then when you lose to that, it's the most irritating. So that's the only thing that bothers me is, like, I wish there was a report for being too young to play this game so we could get them out because they honestly ruin it like i'll like a couple times i was on a table where i was doing really well and then like people will just randomly drop in like new people will leave people will leave people will drop in so you'll have all these new players coming in you have to learn how they bet and stuff and like you'll be doing really well and then that one kid will join and start just throwing huge amounts of money in and everybody's folding because nobody wants to bet that much and then they're just winning like thousands and thousands of free coins because they're just throwing and all this. So they're not playing realistically and yeah, they're still crazy. managing to just get tons. And it's so frustrating because like if I try to do that, of course the one time I try to bluff and go all in, everybody goes all in and has way better stuff than me and I lose all my money. It's like, like why does it work for these children? But when I try to do it, it never works, <laughs> but it's super irritating. Um, But it's fun. Like it's really, really fun. So, um, I've been having a good time with it. Anybody who likes poker and has a VR, I'd suggest it. Um, you know, but, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. It, I I like when they're doing like stuff like that. It's okay. We're gonna have poker online, guys, but in VR, and then everybody just goes, "Hell yeah!" yeah. Because there already is a bunch of online poker, but it's like you know, you just click instead of actually instead of feeling like you're there at, like, a high-stakes competition that you see on TV. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, And then I wanted to talk a little bit um, also about just uh, VR in general because, like, I I made... I refocused my YouTube channel to be about VR um, because I wanted to make YouTube content on it. But I realized very quickly that there's not a lot of new VR content coming out right now. Like, there's um, a lot of focus on people talking about, like, the new, like, VR for... PlayStation, but I think that's a waste of money personally because I know a lot of those PlayStation VR games will eventually come to the PC. So I don't really need to get a PlayStation VR and I can't get myself to spend another $500 on an attachment for the PlayStation 5 to yeah. do something that my Oculus basically can do and my computer can do. So like, for me, like, I'm not really focused on the PlayStation VR games. Um, but companies are taking a long time to release some new stuff of quality like there's a lot of like free vr stuff that comes out that's okay um and like things like that but like as far as like 
new quality, like good VR games, there's been kind of a lack of it right now. Um, which is making me really, making it really hard for me to run my YouTube channel when I don't know what to do. Like I don't, there's like not new stuff to come out and I don't want to keep making videos on the old stuff because I don't know if people care, you know? So yeah, it's, I'm, yeah, it's a little bummer. I'm a, it's a little bit of a bummer and I hope that they start releasing more content um, for it, but I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't really heard anything that sounds um, good. As I mean, you can always, that. you can always find a way to do, uh, see if, see, see if it's ever going to be a possibility to do like Overwatch in VR. There, I mean, they're working on that. They they make VR mods all the time for legit games. Um, yeah, like they just released one for um, what's that game? Half Life Two, which is like the best Half Life game ever. They did a VR mod for it that fully reimagined it in VR, which is awesome, and I loved it, or and I loved the concept, and I decided to play it, and I was gonna make YouTube videos on it, but they don't have left-handed support. Ooh. So I'm left-handed. I aim with my left hand, like trying to aim a pistol and shoot things accurately when ammo is limited with your right when you're left-handed is almost impossible. So, like, I would love to make content on that game, but I can't because they don't have left-hand support. And I looked up, like, oh, when is left-hand support coming to, you know, this... There's, like, no... Like, left-handed players kind of get screwed with VR games a lot. It Like, even brand new VR games will sometimes come out without left-handed support at first. Which yeah. makes no sense to me, but... Um... So, what really sucks is everything I'm looking up right here is everything's just starting to come out for the PSVR. Like, nothing for the Oculus. Just all PSVR. Well, in a, for the record, a lot of those things that they're saying are coming to PSVR have already been on the Oculus. Like they 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 yeah. advertise that Star Wars game, Star Wars, um, Tales of the Galaxy's Edge or whatever. That's been on Oculus forever. It came to Oculus first. So like I've actually already yeah. played through it, and I have DLC for it, and I, that I still have to play through, which I'm actually kind of excited to see. Um, so like that's already been out for Oculus, but they're advertising it on PlayStation like it's a brand new. VR game coming to PS VR, but really it's been out. It's just they're making yeah. a port for the PSVR. Uh, and there was a couple other yeah, games that they were like coming to the PS. Oh, there was like a a uh, football game, but I've talked about that football game. I've made YouTube videos on it on the Oculus because it's already on the Oculus. I don't need it for the PSVR. So there's a few things like that where I'm like, yeah, it might look better than the Oculus, but I can't do it completely wirelessly, and I like to be completely yeah. wireless. I'm gonna be honest with you. So. Yeah, I just, if they were able to make the PSVR run wirelessly, which you think they would be able to, because they can make a controller with all of these crazy vibrations in it and all this stuff wireless, why can't they make an Ocu uh, a VR headset wireless? They probably could if they wanted to, and they just didn't do it, which is unfortunate for them, because I think there's a lot of people that once you go to an Oculus and you're completely wireless, the idea of having a wire that you have to contend with on the back of your head kind of ruins the game the idea for you you know yeah also wouldn't you feel like that constant pull from it yeah that's what i mean like there's a yeah. there's a freeing thing to be able to like sit in a swivel chair 
spinning in a circle. There's no wire. Stand, even standing up, you can flip all the way around and not get tangled up in a wire. Like, there's, there's so much freedom to that. The idea of getting into a headset that has a wire limits me so much. I don't want to do that. Also, people, like, the big argument is like, oh, but, you know, your Oculus doesn't look as good as your, you know, computer VR, which is true. But with the wireless streaming now, as long as you have good enough internet, I can stream my PC to my Oculus, and it looks just as good as being plug- plugged into my computer with still no wire. <laughs> like, Oculus has done so good at making it so your reasons to get a more expensive headset with wired system and stuff is pointless. I don't know how they were able to do it, but literally, like, oh, well, you know, you can't play as long as you want on the Oculus. No, but with an extended battery strap that I have, I get six hours of play. Trust me, you don't want to be in VR more than six hours. <laughs> Man, that. that sounds like a... <laughs> you maybe want to be on for three, so having six is just extra, honestly. Six is yeah. so that I can have my friends play too. Like, that's literally... I would never, I never, I've only used all six hours maybe a couple times, and that's because I'm playing a game where I'm sitting down playing, like, a card game. Like, there's this card game that's a lot like Magic in VR, which is so fun, by the way. Um, And that game I've been in for almost six hours, but that's because I'm playing with my friends and we're sitting there playing a card game. It's not like I'm, you know, doing a shooter where I'm, like, ducking under bullets and doing all this stuff in VR. If I was doing that, I'd be playing for a couple hours and I'd be done, you know? So, like... They've literally done so good at making you not need a more expensive headset. Anyone buying expensive headsets are enthusiasts, and I don't think they realize how far you can get with just the Oculus if you, you know, get, like, the, like, special grip for the, the controller and, um, you know, the extended battery and all that stuff. You can make it so much better than it comes stock um, and not have to spend nearly as much money. Like, I don't need to spend four grand on it on a VR headset, I can spend $800 for the attachments and all the stuff on the Oculus and be completely happy, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The PSVR I'm kind of un, not caring about, and it sucks because that's, like, the only one releasing, like, standalone games anytime soon. But I just, I'm not going to spend... I think they, they priced it at, like, 500 almost $600. Like... It's basically yeah, buying that. a PS5 again. Like, I'm not going to buy another PS5 for something I can do on my Oculus. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's a bummer. And I, honestly, I have a feeling that their headset is going to do pretty good at first, but it's not going to do as good as they want it to. So, there's, I have an inkling, like, this little feeling in the back of my throat that they're probably going to eventually partner with Oculus and, like, make a system to stream your PlayStation to your Oculus. Yeah. Like, if I can do it on my PC, I'm sure there's a way to make a virtual PlayStation 5 for my Oculus. I, I just, I... Oh, definitely. There's a way to do it, well, and if their their system doesn't do well enough, I have a, no doubt in my mind they'll make a system to make sure their VR games go to your Oculus. Yeah. You know? um, so I saw this weird video since we're on VR. The guy was in VR, and it shows him in a bedroom... And you see him pick up a uh, game case in the bedroom, open it, pull out what I think is not Jack and Daxter, but he pulls out um, something. It's it's a PlayStation. It's an old PlayStation uh-huh. game. PlayStation I know what I know what you're talking and about. And right there's yeah. a PS One on the ground. Yeah, yeah like yeah. 
is that maybe going to do you think that is going to be something like a VR ROM style game? Uh, yes. You just pull they, something off of it. So they already have that um, on the PC. I can't remember the name of it, but they already have something like that that's basically like simulates old game system games and you're in like a bedroom and you're just playing a game. Um, but there's actually a yeah. game that's made completely around that. And I man, I can't remember the name of it because it was a really cool game. But basically you're, you're a kid and your mom is like trying to get you to get off your console and you're basically trying to play games while she's like asleep. And so literally like mm-hmm. you're trying to play games and you have to like grab your TV remote and turn your TV down so she doesn't hear it, stuff like that. It's like all this really, <laughs> but it's surrounded by like a really good story game that's like an old style PS2 game basically. But then, like, something happens where that world gets integrated into your world. So, like, you're playing it on your TV, but then the character will walk off of the TV, and then it's, like, right in front of you because it's a VR game, so they can do that. Yeah. So it's, like, mixed reality, like, VR, old style. It's so cool. So there is a lot of cool stuff they do like that, which I actually think is really fun. Um, And just being able to have emulators, you know, to, like, yeah. play an old P. Like, I'll sit in a VR game and play PS2 games. I don't care. Like, I'm also the guy who will sit in my VR and go to big screen, which is basically a movie theater in VR. So, like, people are like, well, don't you have... Like, I have a pretty big TV already. Like, I have, like, a 60... It's a 65-inch television in my in my living room. Yeah, I've seen which, it. Which, yeah. it's pretty big, which is fine. But, like, it's not a movie theater screen. But in VR, they've made it so it looks like... Even though it's right in front of your face, it looks like you're sitting in a movie theater with like an 80 inch television in front of you and you can stream like your YouTube to it. You can put your, attach your YouTube, your, you know, Twitch, your, you know, um, like, so you can watch legit movies in this like movie theater simulated world and you can have like your best friend in there with you and like you and your friend are now watching a movie together in VR in a movie theater, which is so cool. <laughs> like, like it yeah, almost eliminates. I, I would love that. It almost eliminates the reason to go to a movie theater, um, to a certain extent. Like I, they actually do things where you can. There's this, uh, the big screen specific app. You can rent movies off of it, so they're like two dollars. But they're not, and not only do they have normal movies, but they have three D movies, which in VR, three D movies are way cooler, way cooler because they'll do things where like the bullet will shoot and it'll get like almost touching your face. So way more 3D than a than a 3D movie because you're in VR, so they can do that. So they can like really stretch how far the 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 3D goes. That's that's so cool, dude. It's so cool. Like that's actually probably one of the most underrated things that a VR headset can do. That's my favorite because literally, like, I have this other friend uh, who I play with games and stuff. But literally, I'll be like, "Hey, you want to watch? You know, Top Gun? Let's watch Top Gun in a movie theater." in 3d like the original for just because we can mm-hmm. he's, he's like yeah so then we go and watch you know top gun in 3d in vr <laughs> you know and you, when you're sitting next to him you can actually hear him talk you can hear him talking you know you can talk to each other and stuff and like your mouths move so it looks like you're sitting there but you can hear other conversations of people who are just randoms who just come and watch the same movie you do because when you pick a movie it makes a lobby and you can like with that can have I think there's like 60 seats in a theater in in the VR world. So you can have literally like 60 other random people you don't even know there watching the same movie, having their own little conversations while the movie's going on. And you can literally like move to different seats. And when the people you're closer to are a lot louder than the people you're not. So you can literally move and go to like 
other conversations and stuff. You don't have to stay in the one spot. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. But VR is a, is a slow burn. Definitely a slow burn. Yeah. It, it's, it's, there's some stuff. It's, there's some stuff it really can do that's, that people I don't think even realize, you know? Yeah. So, but anyway, any hoosers, it's been an hour, so I don't think there's really much more to talk about that covers all of our stuff. Uh, plus with a little tangent, so. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Um, go watch some great movies and enjoy your week. I start my long week tomorrow, so I'm not looking forward to that. Yep. All right, we're running the outro. Here we go. Have a good week, like you said, guys.